Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Started life as a restaurant and family business in East Cork has developed into a big international business for Ballymaloo Foods, from pasta sauces to mayonnaise to meat sauces and its famous relishes. Ballymaloo can now add a further accolade to the trophy cabinet. Its relish has won the much-coveted Stacking Door Award, known as the Michelin Star for fast food. And Maxine Hyde is the general manager of Ballymaloo Foods and joins me now. Good morning, Maxine. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Not too bad, Maxine. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, it should open a few more export doors for Ballymaloo, I suspect, this award. Yes, yes. We're really thrilled with the award, um, which we were, were given last week. And just a real boost. Um, it's obviously a challenging time for food businesses at the moment. And especially to be awarded a, a food award in France, where the French, as you know, are so proud of their food and can be wary of non-French food. So just a really good stamp of approval to to help our efforts of our, our sales in France. Now remind us, Ballymaloo relish didn't just come down the river in the last few days. It's been around a good good while and it was invented in someone's kitchen. Yes, yes, as you said there in your intro. So my grandmother um, was Myrtle Allen, who, who began Ballymaloo as a restaurant and a hotel back in the 1960s. And she would have always made the relish um, out of my grandfather was a, a, a tomato grower. He he grew a number of, of vegetables and, and fruit down in East Cork. And she would make the relish at the end of the, the, end of the summer every year. And then my mum saw the potential in the product. She just saw that everybody loved it. And she thought it could be a good product to bring for shops and restaurants. So began making it in 1990. Um, with four, she had four children at the time, under six years old, and and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's where it began, and and we've we've gradually developed over the last thirty three years now to have a, a nice range. Yes, and you are in a, a, quite a few international markets, but you've got six big ones. Tell us about those ones. Yeah, so I, what we've learned over the years is less is more. Um, you know, fifteen years ago, we would have kind of grabbed every opportunity, but you spread yourself too thin. So our real focus is is UK, Germany, Netherlands, Spain. Now we've got a good good shot at France and then um, selling as well to export markets in Australia and the USA as well. Now, uh, you mentioned France. Are, are you in any of the big supermarkets that we would know, Carrefour or Metro in Germany or one of those? So the bulk of our business in, in Germany and the Netherlands and what we're hoping to develop in France over the coming years is very much restaurant business. Mm. We um, really, I suppose you need to have huge marketing and sales budgets to become known in a supermarket. Um, whereas we find through um, a number of, we have a food um, development consultant and our food um, account managers, we can talk to chefs a lot easier and get onto menus um, at a much more affordable way than trying to take on the supermarkets. Because you have to nearly buy your way onto the shelves in the places like Walmart and, uh, and Carrefour. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. And also, you know, the word relish, um, it's not always known in every country. So it's an extra little education piece that it, it all takes time for us. It does. How has Brexit um, played out for you guys? Obviously, the UK is a very important market for you. You are definitely in all the big supermarkets in the UK. I know that from my own purchases. Um, but Brexit has thrown a bureaucratic spanner in the works. It sure has. Yeah, I guess, you know, there's, as as I mentioned, a number of challenges 
facing food manufacturers in Ireland over the last few years between the pandemic and Brexit. The big thing with Brexit for years was the unknown and all of the time spent on trying to prepare and you weren't sure what you were preparing for. You know, it's resulted in really it is just a bit of extra costs and things are a bit slower. And both, of course, are, are, are very unhelpful towards business, but we're still very, very much determined. We, as you say, we are in supermarkets in the UK. We're selling into restaurants and we're we're really confident and we're determined to make it work. And you have to fill in a load of paperwork now. But um, before the end of this year, it's possible that the UK will start checking foods as strictly as the EU checks British food coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, we hope we have, we hope we're doing it to the standards. Um, Already. So we really hope, yeah, we, we do really hope and working with some good logistics company who handle a lot of paperwork for us. So we're hopeful that it won't cause further upset. Now, um, we saw a spike in uh, vegetable prices, certainly in the UK and to a certain extent here in Ireland, there was a kind of a shortage of, of, um, of some products coming into the country. Did that affect your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess out of the pandemic, costs had started to rise, and then the the war in 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 Europe has had a massive um, implication to the the food business. Obviously, our manufacturing costs have gone up, but um, the availability of packaging and the price of packaging and ingredients has been hugely challenging. And for us, you know, we're looking at our costs and we really don't want to put up our prices and we don't want our customers, our loyal customers, we don't want them to ask them to pay more when, you know, life is already so expensive. But also we won't compromise on our quality and, you know, on how we're making our products. So it's a real challenge to to try and uh, keep the business going and and stay, you know, stay running a healthy business for for the coming year. And uh, staff turnover is that something that you worry about as well because we've seen a we've seen a wage price spiral in some sectors yeah we've we've also had a lot of movement in our business in the last uh, last 12 months um and unfortunately lost some people as you say there was really an employees market um i suppose the positive is we've delighted to welcome new people as well um that have decided to join us so and sometimes new people can bring in a new energy as well so um, we're excited now. It has. We, ha- we have experienced that as well. OK, well, a lot of ministers listen to this programme, uh, Maxine. Is there any message you'd like to give to them? What would you like to see change to make it easier to do business? Well, I suppose the, the massive thing facing Cork, which I, I can't deny, and I actually I work with the Cork Chamber. I'm on the, the board of, of management there is the lack of housing. It's just really, really challenge on sometimes people come to Cork to earn a few a bit of money for a few years. There's nowhere for them to live. So that's the massive pressure on adding to the wages pressure is the fact that um there's just nowhere to there's nowhere for people to buy a house or there's nowhere for them to rent. So I, I have to say housing is the the number one problem. And it's not just in Cork, of course, it's all over the country and that that problem is an issue. Maxine, thank you so much and best of luck in future and come back on the show when you win more awards. This is Maxine Hyde, the General Manager of Ballymaloof. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Food 